Welcome back to the Quiet On Set podcast powered by Cineman. I'm Jon Graf and as always I'm joined by Lachlan Teeley. On episode 161, more spider people in some sort of spider-verse again, but this time instead of it being animated or men, it's women live action spider people. Madam Web trailer discussions coming up? Oh uh, yes, I'm very keen for that. Otherwise we're pretty light on news. Uh, I watched uh, some stuff on Netflix, the animated series Scott Pilgrim takes off, took off, and I got a preview for the reality TV adaptation of uh, Squid Game. The challenge is what it's called. I also watched uh, the Doc and the Taika Waititi adaptation of Next Goal Wins, and uh, both Lachlan and I rewatched all of, or for Luck- in Lachlan's case for the first time, uh, watched the Hunger Games series in preparation for uh, this week's main movie, right? That's right. This week, it's another Hunger Games movie with some sort of societal commentary on society about (laughs) how humans suck and it's displayed on the big screen by a multi-million dollar corporation trying to make more money so that they can make more movies about society and comment on it from their high perspectives thanks to the riches that they'll make off the backs of the underpaid, overworked actors, VFX artists, and many other talents behind the scenes. That's right. This week we are talking about... The Hunger Games, Ballads of Songbirds and Snakes. Was that too much? Was that too much? Well, I was I was about to say it's called The Hunger Games and I let you cook and you you made a whole fucking feast. So <laughs> let's queue up the intro and get into it. We are professionals. Wait, this, is, this is a professional podcast. Yes. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Hello there. <laughs> Which actually, Did you this get is going to be a bit... Well? Um, yes. So I've got Doomcam. <laughs> It's just a camera <laughs> with my Dune steelbook. So, welcome back, uh, Lachlan. Um, lots Hello. of homework this week we had to do. Yes. We watched a whole bunch of stuff. A lot. And, uh, well, at the top of that list was a trailer for um, Madame Web uh, from the, the, the not, not the Spider-Verse. I wouldn't call it Spider-Verse because there's an actual movie, you know, called Spider-Verse across and inside of it and... Yes. Whatever. But this one stars Dakota Johnson, uh, Sydney Sweeney, who I don't know if you picked up or not. She wears glasses in this, so she's probably pretty smart, and I couldn't tell if she weren't, wasn't wearing the glasses. So that's very nice of the filmmakers to, to remind me of that, that she's, that she's a woman and that she's smart because she's wearing glasses. But uh, <laughs> yeah, what did, you, what did you make of the trailer for Madam Web? Great question. I'm going to watch it for the first time right now. Uh, so that was one of the trailers of all time. Yeah, right. They got a Billie Eilish track, voiceover. Notably, uh, you could hear the stitching between clips when they didn't do a transition in the audio well enough. I think that happens more than once in this trailer. (laughs) It's got abysmal uh, voiceover that doesn't really sound like a voiceover. It just seems like she's like talking into something. Um, Yeah, sorry, I hit my mic. But... uh, this this has to be one of the worst trailers I've ever seen. It was so bad, and I, I just like had to bring it to today's show because it was um, it, it was a bit baffling. Honestly, the best part about this entire trailer, if you're looking at the Rotten Tomatoes trailer one, uh, is all mm-hmm. of the comments. Yeah, this is just an absolutely beautiful uh collaboration of the internet, and I yeah. think they realized that we could have a Morbius situation on our hands here. And they uh, did, yeah. This 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 comment section can see that it pretty much is going to be maybe a 
a Morbius, and this movie might just be successful because yeah. of the uh, the I guess the, the the willpower of the internet wanting to watch it for the, mm-hmm. the meme of it all. Yeah, m- maybe I, f- I feel like Morbius um still didn't do that well because people I think still like pirated or they just talked about it without having seen the film. I think mm-hmm. that was still most people. And I think um, we sometimes attribute, like, the power of, like, the meme thing. Like, that, I don't know, internet people, they, they don't go out into theaters as much. I, I just, like, is, is my thing. But, like, a recent phenomenon as well is, like, that people have started recording the screenings, like, way more openly. People just, like, out with cameras and just filming shit. Um, and I think we're definitely going to get that again with this film. I think it's around the same release time as that uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, uh, the, what's his name? Not Hunter. Uh, Craven. Craven. No, yeah, Hunter. Craven the Hunter. Because um, that one was pushed back by a year, right, from this year's release. That movie's done. Um, so I'm wondering if they just, like, they're all going to release, release it at the same time and it's a big old spider mess. Or, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting power. It's just, like, is another thing where I'm seeing it and I'm like, hey, I really want that Final Destination movie that they've been working on for a while. Like, sooner than later, please. Yeah, but you it's always like, want a Final Destination movie. You, you're you a sucker for them. Right? Yes, but rewatching the trailer with you right now has reminded me of why. Because it's, it's a fun power to have, to have, like, these premonitions or whatever. Or, like, to see slightly, yeah, into the future. It's a fun concept, uh, but what what superheroes superhero movies uh, tend to have a problem with is having basically a hero and then the uh, basically a counterpart on the other side that basically has the same powers or slightly different powers, and it seems to be the same case here where someone can see into the future, and I, I guess she can as well, or she can I guess go back. I, I don't know how you would define that, but um. But yeah, that's Madam Web is certainly gonna be reviewed by us in depth when it comes out. I don't, I don't know. Probably just me, but uh, but yeah, um, it's it's on the web. The Madam Web trailer, yummy. We've we've seen yummy, it. Yummy, yummy. Great stuff. Yummy, yummy. Anyway, speaking of franchises, uh, at a the, the opening for another Disney uh park. I don't know if it was an opening or if they just added something. Uh, in Hong Kong. Um, Bob Iger let slip uh, that Frozen 4 is in the works. I I kind of... Listen, my conspiracy theory here. I kind of feel like this was intentional because it was like, ooh, at Hong Kong, at this new thing that Disney is doing right now, he let something slip. And you get a bunch of headlines that mention now Frozen 3 and also that they just opened like a new park in Hong Kong. But uh, they haven't even done... Uh, four, sorry. Uh, they haven't even done free. Yes. Y- That's what I, I was thinking. I was like, they haven't was... done free. Are they skipping it? <laughs> like, what the hell's going on here? I was confused. I was, like, Frozen, I just, you... Frozen forever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I actually thought I misread the, the article because I saw it the other day. They talk about Frozen 4, and I was like, oh, okay. Me too. Maybe, yeah. I, maybe I slept through Disney releasing frozen three and i was like no there's no way yeah. because that would be a very successful movie at the box office that year but no mm. yeah that's like no I f- dude yeah. that's like uh i don't know tim apple from apple going yeah we're working on the iphone 20 and they're like mm-hmm. well you're at the 15 right now surely there's like <laughs> five more phones you have to do before that right it's such a yeah, it's such yeah. a weird thing and it's just if he said Frozen 3, I would have been like, okay, sure. 
No worries. There were. He no. was talking like, about frozen so free. Random. That's that's why he let it slip in the conversation. Oh, he was talking about right. free, and then basically said, "There's there's another story after that," and they're like, and then um yeah, I just feel like it was intentional. Overall, it it does make sense, and he also he's a CEO, so he's he's a subhuman. <laughs> so you know, uh, and I think this this was announced like a couple of years, but I don't know if it was last should year we, or maybe even two we years ago. Petition to make Disney, uh, Disney to make. Oh yeah, actually, you know what? <laughs> it's just the whole of Disney. But uh, should we petition Disney, to make yeah. Frozen Three flop so that they don't make a Frozen Four? I, I, we can we can make a petition. I don't know if you'll reach all the people with their children who are gonna sit there and drive up drive up the box office. Uh, for that one, because like the second one, I think was even more successful than the first, if I remember correctly. I have an uh, idea. No, I no, have an wasn't. idea. Just before Frozen yeah. Three releases, you and I release a, I don't know. Let's just say like a a virus, like a I don't know, like a coronavirus or something, uh, to the world <laughs> to stop uh-huh. Frozen Three from being <laughs> successful. Let's call it. I don't know. I I think I think coronavirus is is a bit like overdone. So let's call it coronavirus yeah. two, Return of the King. I don't know, something like that. And we'll release Return it upon the, the world, and we'll stop uh, Frozen three from being successful at the box office. <laughs> yeah, campaigning to to create a uh, like biochemical virus to stop disney that's uh sounds like a movie plot but yeah that's that's that uh there's also a bit more details that came out of the 40 million dollar uh streaming deal for the actors for the strikes so i'll just link that below i won't go over it um right now but uh overall it, it looks quite interesting of what they can actually do with the money uh that they were arguing for i think it's going to make a real impact on like not n- not for the big names but also for the people that are just like working and smaller, smaller parts, um, smaller roles on streaming shows and movies. All right, so that's all the news, man. That's, uh, after after wow, last week, after tiny, that was like yeah, mainly dude, a news that's a, episode. That's, that's, a, that's nothing. Do you want to? Should we should we scour the internet for news? Because I feel like I feel like we've got nothing. I dude, I've been doing that for the last couple of days, and I mean, like we could maybe make a correction to the Coyote versus Acme thing that we talked about last week, where we basically said like, oh, we don't care. I, yeah. I kind of want to correct that as like, f- obviously, fuck Warner Brothers for that, and David Sazlaf, uh, just like greed, man, and like it, it ties into like the scoop thing and the bad girl thing that they scrapped for uh, tax purposes. Now they're shopping basically leaving it open that uh, this movie that they also shelved for tax reasons to, uh, to basically have it as a write-off, as a loss, right? They're basically opening it up that other studios can bid on it uh, and get it, but they've also shot themselves in the foot with this one. They, they should have already done this, just regardless if they don't want to release it themselves, because basically they've, they've already kind of put a value to it, as it was like their tax write-off was kind of what they put the value to it, even if the budget was more than that i think it was like 60 or 80 million or something like that for this movie um and they're not gonna get like high <laughs> bidding for this because because they've already kind of undervalued it in the market uh but but yeah it's it's a it's a weird thing and apparently what i also really didn't know this movie is completely done as well it's a, another one of these like scoop versions it's not just like mm-hmm. early screenings um and it's just a movie that it just completely vanishes and obviously takes away all of the work that people have done um, if the movie's good or not, really doesn't matter in this because it's still like even for the VFX artists, it's one of the movies to put onto their reel, and when th- that's like how people get hired in the future, um, and you take that away, 
when you don't release it, uh, just for your own greed. Here's here's two live news articles you got some that news? I found yes. that I thought maybe Woo! we should discuss because they have been blowing up uh-huh. my news feed. So the first oh, one yeah. is the alleged casting of Pedro mm-hmm. Pascal as oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? I think I think it's not a bad choice, but my man has been spreading <laughs> his butt cheeks open. If was going back to like the, <laughs> that, like Western that he did with uh, who was it, Pedro Modova, uh, or with am Ethan I mixing Hawk? it up? Uh, if, with Ethan Hawke, but I don't know if it was by Pedro. Um, it was with Pedro for sure, but uh, I mean, he's 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 in uh, Star Wars with the Mandalorian. Um, then he's he's a part of well, not another franchise. See, the the next season, he's not going to be coming back. It's just not there. Yeah, what he's you, not there anymore. You think so? No, no, no. Are you shitting me? There was another article. No, there was another article. Hang on, more news. Oh my more god, news. he's got more breaking news. Hang on, I, I totally Google forgot Pedro. about that casting. By the way, good on you because that should have been part of it. Yeah, look at me go. I should be doing the news. Mm-hmm. Oh my they, god! Yeah, can we no, do? Can we get like a more dedicated so. news news segment where I like it cuts to me as a little bit like live? Um. Anyway. <laughs> my feet. Uh, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Oh my god! If I, I googled Pedro Pascal and I should have googled Pedro Pascal uh, Mandalorian because it's you literally just googled Pedro Pascal Saddy and then you get a whole bunch of yassified pictures. Uh. So I do in my pastime. Oh my gosh! Hang on, I will get it right here, Pedro. Pascal. You have a new keyboard, or is it still that one that's that's fucked? Uh, still this one that's fucked because you know what? I don't mind. Actually, I gotta go get a replacement. I got a new pair of uh, headphones today. New gaming headphones, wireless. Look at them. Look, no more wires. <laughs> you are ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you got you got you got a um, in ear. You got like seventeen. Uh, well, they were they were on disc. They were on they were on sale, so had to. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to say that I remember seeing an article. Now I can't find it. But Pedro Pascal is leaving Mandalorian. He's not going to be coming back. Uh, Interesting. Okay. Is he I doing the voice probably, thing still? Uh, well, maybe they're not even doing it anymore. It's going to be more uh, Bo-Katan, whatever her name is, because uh, I haven't watched this latest season of The Mandalorian because it's been trash. Um, because having yeah. a father-child uh, story was more emotionally gripping for me than having whatever the fuck the last season was um, that I never finished because it was boring. Yeah, we'll get back to that. Um, it's it's a bit like of a mix. A, like, yeah. yeah. It, it's probably going to be in, like, Book of uh, Boba Fett, you know, we'll continue this actual Mandalorian yeah. story. But you know what? That's fine. The mm-hmm. second news thing is, have you been seeing all the good reviews that uh, Godzilla Monarch has been getting? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first two I'm episodes are out. I'm so excited. Uh, I really wanted, yeah, I really wanted to watch the first two episodes and another show, which won't come up in what we've been watching. But uh, I will definitely be watching it next week. Uh, and we'll report back if we can... Uh, Attest to those good reviews as well, but I'm keen as well. I mean, and Godzilla minus one is coming up. By the way, I did we we did talk about like the other week why is it called minus one and with the franchising. Apparently, it's because uh, basically Godzilla is leveling the city not to like zero but to minus one. That's like <laughs> what it's meant to be. Uh, that is the you know. I was gonna say dumbest, <laughs> but if I sit on it, yeah, I kind of understand. Fitting, what yeah. I understand where they're coming from. 
But also, that's a really yeah. dumb explanation of minus one. <laughs> pretty... But yeah, so I, I might be watching some Godzilla movie because all of them are like the whole collection is on the Criterion Channel. I'm streaming there, oh. so I might be watching a couple of them. Oh, I didn't get to show everybody this week. I didn't get, hang on, we're going, we're getting straight into what we've been watching because I didn't get to show everybody this last week, and I, sure. think, I think it's important. Look at the steelbook. Mm -hmm. Oh, he got the steelbook for Bobby. <laughs> Ken's on the back. Ken's on the back. Just that's just all. That's all, guys. That's yeah, all. That's I, I kind of board. what we need the data for is how <laughs> many people uh, went out this this Halloween as like Barbie and Ken. I feel like it, <laughs> Too it, many. it has to be like so <laughs> many, many people. I didn't go out, so I I don't know. Did you go out <clears> on <throat> Halloween? Halloween is not a fucking thing in Australia. But I mean, there's still I assume parties that are like uh, American. Let's do okay. Let's so, do a costume party. In the sense that. There are Halloween parties. Uh, just this year, the one that mm -hmm. I got invited to didn't line up when I could have gone. But uh, right. we have—I have got a dress-up party coming up soon, uh, which is themed Disney side hose, and you can't come as a main <laughs> Disney what? movie character. You have to come as like a side character. Mm -hmm. So it's Disney side hose. Uh, we're, we're brainstorming. I've currently we've swim. currently got one idea. I think we've nailed it down to. Um, yeah. Do you know what it is? No. Yeah. No. Certainly. Yeah. I was. I was waiting for. Oh. Okay. For... Uh, we're thinking we might go uh, as uh, like the hazmat dudes from Monsters Inc. The twenty three nineteen. So like yeah, yeah, hazmat, yeah. and then we'll have like a sock on the back. Um, that's a Disney. It's a, side, it's a nice costume. Yeah. It's not like one where people got to ask like. Obviously, they ask, like, oh, and that's with the whole thing, like, which character are you? But you're not just, like, someone throwing on a wig and then, like, one other thing. But it's pretty distinct what you're going for. And, yeah. I mean, that's that's great. Thank you. That's a... Uh, all right. That's that's a big costume, yeah. Um, <laughs> to get right. The hazmat well, suit. Yeah, it's, it's obviously, obviously. I'm just going to go get a Walter White uh, Breaking Bad yeah. outfit and then I'll uh, the Walter just White use that. Kit. Um, but yeah, I think that's really it for the news. We can move discussion time again because it usually comes up right around this time uh, to go just before we do our review for okay, uh, okay. Hunger Games because it kind of ties into it. I'd say I suggest that. So uh, we can talk about what we've been up this week and what we've been watching. Before we get into that, uh, make sure to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. It helps us reach a uh, new audience and to get screeners. I was recently actually just reached out to by like one of the countries that submits uh, movies for the international Oscar. And they sent us a screener for one of their movies. And like that's because uh, they, they discovered the YouTube, the Spotify or whatever. Uh, so the more you leave ratings, it actually has an impact on us getting Bye. to cover more show and help them. Uh, yeah, be brought into the limelight and maybe have a not that we move the needle on if they get nominated or not, but it, it certainly helps if more people oh, talk about no. it. Well, we can pretend no, we, we can pretend we that do. we actually have an influence. We certainly do. But uh, yeah, Lachlan, um, we poo, uh, did watch a whole bunch of movies this week uh, over the last two weeks, actually. You watched more than me. Who cares? Who cares? We both watched uh, all of the Hunger Games movies and. Um, this was in preparation for you to be caught. It's basically, you know, you went with your girlfriend to see the, the new one, right? And I assume from there you uh, <laughs> had to sit through the other ones, not having grown up on the novels 
or on the movies when they came out uh you were thrown into this in 2023 for the first time um i'm just wondering like apart from obviously we'll get to the review of the the prequel the new one uh what did you make of this this whole franchise overall yeah, you. Did, I. I don't think you. You. You loved it. You certainly uh, didn't leave the highest of ratings for for all of them. So. Yeah. There are. It's hard because, I, mm-hmm. really like the world, the concept, the idea. I yep. think that it's mm-hmm. really fascinating, and I think it's so funny. Uh, just making people fight for their lives. Uh, and. <laughs> What? <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's just a funny sentence to say. Um, I love when I love when children who are twelve fight to the death. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm easy to entertain. <laughs> what can I say, mate? But what I will say is, Katniss Jennifer Lawrence. Nothing against her. I think she's a great actress, and I think that she's done some mm-hmm. plentiful roles. And this is obviously the role that made her super, super successful. And that yeah. everyone has, right? But you have to mm-hmm. often really do some interesting roles later on in your career to to really go, no, I'm not this actress anymore, right? And I think that she's yeah. done that with things like Mother. She did that most recently with, uh, what was that? The no Hard Feelings one. No Hard pretty Feelings. Out, pretty outgoing mm. comedy. And she's really yeah. uh, separated herself from Katniss Everdeen as the character because that's kind of what she was always going to yeah. be t- cast as. Even with like movies like Passengers, right? That was terrible yeah. movie, but it was kind of the same-ish character in a way. But long story short, there's a few actors and actresses who are able to do that. They become very famous with this one character and then they do a lot of other stuff, mm. typically some indie stuff, and really separate themselves. Daniel Radcliffe is a great example. So is uh, Robert Patterson is a great example of people who were yeah. this one character in people's childhoods, lives, and they've really now done some interesting roles. Mm. But fuck, dude, Katniss Everdeen is the most annoying character ever. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I noticed this on the rewatch it. as well. Oh, how man. how much, especially in the in the last two movies, she is so in like she is so incredibly naive, um, mm. and they no don't play into that naivete. It's just like she's focused on Peter, and she comes off as like obviously she's like seventeen, I think, around the time that like the second uh, thing happens. Hard to tell. Uh, she, she, she yeah, she looks way older, uh, but. Um, it just it just doesn't it just doesn't work at times. Her character is just like so oblivious. Uh, but I think uh, especially in the uh, like the first one of the, of the first of the last movie, um, is really interesting in what it's going for in its political intrigue that that's happening and how how she's used. I think there's certain moments where that like is is really well done, and then they talk again, and it's like oh my. God, <laughs> stop talking! It's yeah. so bad. I like these movies. I I watched. Uh, I, I sorry. I read um, all of the all of the books. It, it's like one of the first ones where I do have the the like translated German version. But then also I've read all of them in English. Uh, and I think the second one is probably the most exciting one. It had had the biggest potential, and then I think it 
does leave some stuff on the table where I didn't really like it. And then even the director says, like, the third one shouldn't have been split into two movies. And it's also, like, the weakest book. And then at the end, it still feels kind of rushed of what they do. I think, like, the overall thing of why she ends up going for Julianne Moore's uh, character over Snow. Um, like as, as a spoiler here, obviously, for these movies, uh, the assassination there. And then they go into, like continuing the hunger games as like one ceremonial thing that should have been like a, a bigger focus and i think it's it's so it, it like walks the line of hey this is something where we talk about politics in a way but in a teen dystopia movie so it's obviously not that deep but it has to feel like super deep and still wanting to entertain and that's like the hunger games part which would be the most interesting but then we stay, stay with one of the least interesting characters. And I think The Hunger Games is still... It, it's similar to Star Wars, actually, in the way that it can't let go of its one district, District 12. I think it didn't need to be, in this new one, uh, another District 12 girl. I think there's a lot of like other interesting parts of this world that you could explore to keep it fresh. Uh, I don't want to give away what I thought of the new one, but I mean... <laughs> Let's just let's just rank let's just rank this franchise first. Like, yeah. what do you think is its its, its whoa, strongest whoa, whoa, whoa. point? I haven't even got to my full thoughts on like the the, the two oh, you that got I more? seen. Okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, because you got my thoughts on the first two the other day, but in part one and part That's two of Mockingjay, I haven't Actually, got to explain yeah. yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about the yeah. finale? Uh, I hated it. Anyway, Sorry. moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, look, there was a fucking solid twenty minutes in part two. And it annoys me because there is such a strong cast in this in these films. Jennifer Lawrence, you have Josh Hutchinson, which he doesn't do a lot, but what he does is is fine. You have Woody Harrison, you've mm -hmm. got Philip Seymour Hoffman of all people in these movies. Julianne Moore. Uh, it, it, yeah. There is a massive cast. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, Mahershala Ali, uh, Elizabeth Banks is in it. Like there's a, there's a ton of people in this film, and the, the, like the characters just suck. And that annoys me. And apparently, the the books like there's so much more going on, especially with this new one that's come out. There's a, the whole other side to um, yeah. Snow's character. Actually, and if yeah. I'm totally honest, mm -hmm. my favorite character in these movies is Snow. He's the most interesting yeah. character out of all of Same. them, and that goes to Donald Sutherland. What? He's done an incredible job yeah. with bringing this character to life, and that annoys me because i shouldn't be rooting for the villain <laughs> well i don't know if i'm rooting for him you can like you're looking through this world view for obviously like it's an oppression thing um but this this world has an interesting structure to it and i think they do a well enough job to um to establish how, how it works i think it, it doesn't really work once you if you if you were to look at the details uh, and how easily it's like swayed by the public of like someone on TV. But um, I don't know. Maybe that's trying to make another point, like how how uh, important these these figureheads are, and, uh, figureheads are, and how like uh, much influence you can have from a single person who's basically rallying people behind them. I like Philip Seymour Hoffman died uh, before the like the f third movie came out, part one. Yeah, and then. In the second one, they couldn't really focus on his character, and he's definitely more in the book. 
uh for that last one he he certainly plays like a a role who's i think he's another really interesting character a character or he he has like even more potential in the book even i think the the, the third one is probably also the weakest one and um we'll get to that when we get to our main review but uh, i i did start <laughs> And not reading, but the audiobook for the new one, because I was especially interested in part uh, part three uh, there of what the differences are. But yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. But um, rate like rating wise, I think I still like the. I don't know. For me, it's hard to differentiate between the first and the second because both of them don't really work for me in in moments. But overall, I think that they're decent movies. Um, they have the same rating for me. Uh, I probably give the second one the edge um so i have that like as my highest followed by the first one then the third one and then the fourth i think the fourth is is probably uh the weakest i liked some of the parts in the, the first part of part three uh it showed some interesting parts it didn't really go into that like for, for example like her shooting down the plane and it hitting the hospital obviously they were hitting the hospital already but then they like she she hit the plane and it it went into the hospital and then when they use it for propaganda on the district side, um, they cut it off right before it hits like something down uh like it hits the hospital, um and I think that's like an interesting like it, it's so lukewarm, <laughs> in what it's trying to go for it could lean way more into that and it doesn't but uh, it, it's there and I think that's like commendable for this teen dystopian movie uh anyways Lachlan what about you the best one of them what uh, the worst one of them all is uh in my opinion uh uh the the uh Mockingjay part one that was just so boring part one, to yeah. me nothing nothing yeah. got me interested there's not a lot going yeah, on yeah there was some what about cool the cat comments about yeah <laughs> Remember when she runs for the cat and then she's not? Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I so have no, no. I had no emotional yeah, no, attachment to. The, I was like, I hope she dies, and yeah. then she does, and that was great. Um, and then <laughs> it would kind of go the first Hunger Games. I would okay. say you don't like that one. I mm -hmm. yeah, it was a, yeah. Um, the shaky cam wasn't doing it for you. Then it would yeah definitely. Then it would be. Part two and then Catching Fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Catching Fire yeah. would be the best one. I thought the uh, the changes to the arena was cool. And then I really liked the sort of the twist. And also Philip Seymour Hoffman's on display and he's uh, yeah. uh, incredible job. Uh, there's also a lot of like uh, cool little people in there as well. Um, but yeah. I like Finnick yeah. quite a bit as well. Um, there was like one of the other characters where... I think they could have done even more with him, um, but I, th I think he's 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 an intriguing person to to follow. Yeah, the movie the movies tend to do that a bit. I think he gets a bit more in the book, if I remember correctly. But yeah, that's that. Lachlan, what else have you been watching apart from Hunger Games? Uh, I watched Hannibal. For mm, another a guy who's feasting on people. An undisclosed research job. Yeah, I th you I'm talked about it last week. Did we? What, did we talk about it last week? You you leaked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you leaked oh, yeah. it. You were like, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're watching this for the Ridley Scott bracket that we're working on. And I think oh, like, we dude, can also... Oh, you told everybody it's... about the Ridley Scott bracket, dude. Come on, why'd you tell everybody? You did last week as well, Lachlan. I don't I also remember watched that. Hannibal, by the way. But I, I wasn't going to bring up all of the Ridley Scott movies because I watched like 
I don't know, like eight of them this week. Um, sure. And yeah, lots, lots of stuff to talk about. But lots I mean, of yeah, stuff what do you think about, about Hannibal? What oh, do you think I about can... Hannibal? It's better than Red Dragon. No, I haven't seen Red Dragon. Oh, dude, Red Dragon. Obviously, like, right? yeah. Uh, but I actually enjoy it quite a bit. I really like Hannibal, uh, mainly for um, what's his name's performance. Anthony Hopkins. What's his... No, just... not Anthony Hopkins. Uh, Ray Liotta. No, 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 no. Why is his name not Julianne Moore? No, uh, not Julianne uh, Moore. He, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know who you're talking uh, about. In the yeah. wheelchair. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name. Cause oh, yeah. So um, he's in like mm -hmm. Leon the Professional. Uh, he's in Harry Potter movies. Why is his name not coming to me? He's in The Fifth Element. It's also I not coming the, to me. I can see the actor's face, but I can't think of the actor's name. And this annoys yeah, me. Gary Oldman. So much makeup. Gary Oldman. There it is. <laughs> uh yeah. he was incredible i loved him he was great he was mm -hmm. so much fun uh that was the only part that really got me through that movie uh also i i, I do believe as well that julianne moore's performance is fine i don't think it's great but it's fine but at the yeah. same time uh anthony hopkins performance as hannibal is a little bit more to chew on <laughs> like that one more to chew on <laughs> and he chews on uh anyway uh but julianne moore's mm, performance is fine it's a little bit weird like jarring at first but oh well um yeah yeah to make that jump from Jodie Foster to her but for those yeah. who don't know um was a bit of a recast there a recast but uh it's a that good she's movie. not in the film I, I like one. it I think it's a good yeah. sequel I think it's a fun I think it's a fun sequel I think the end is a lot of fun I that, dude the end is so much fun <laughs> it's so, so crazy. much fun I it, like I, th I think it, it kind of fumbles it in in parts where it's like it gets so messy where it yeah. feels like they edited it a bit too abruptly um but um there's, there's like some fucked up moments in there that, that are gonna stay with you so uh yeah what's he grabbing as he has he got another what do you buy it <laughs> he brings out a brain sorry nothing ah uh, nothing okay uh and you watched uh, an apple tv show is that what you got there? Uh, no, that's on uh, in Australia. It's on Stan, uh, which is an oh, it's Australian. Stan. I don't. I don't know if it's an Apple service. show. Uh, but uh, yeah. I am by Eminem. Still Marshall Matthews. playing. I'm still playing uh, Alan Wake. Hang on, let me. Hang on, I'm just mm -hmm. fixing something. One second. Just before that we started the podcast, I was fixing my desk because uh, I was rewiring stuff. Yeah, and not everything's plugged back in, so stuff isn't working. Um, I'm still playing Alan Wake 2, and I might yeah. be saying it now, game of the year for me. Game of the year, Alan Wake 2. Yeah, game and he, he's played some games, so... I uh, play games. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. uh, I'll get into it eventually once I, fin once I finish it, but I was talking to my mate about it, and I was discussing the, the like, the Twin Peaks-esque-ness of it, and, yeah, uh, he recommended, mm -hmm. uh, this... TV show from which is about like mm -hmm. a community segregated and uh that was kind of the lead like the linking aspect to from uh to recommend it to me and it's not anywhere near what Alan Wake 2 is or what Twin Peaks is yeah. it's very much more mm -hmm. uh and I, and I said this as a compliment like Midnight Mass remember Midnight Mass Mm -hmm. From uh, my Vampire. Uh, it's a yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's vampires, and I'm a sucker for vampires. Mm -hmm. So while he recommended me something completely not on the topic of conversation, I saw that there was like yeah, vampires yeah. and shit in it, and I was like, mm -hmm. "Yes, let's go." Now I've only watched one episode, 
I've only watched one. I don't know yeah. if they're vampires, but they act like vampires, and that intrigues me. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I am going to maybe continue watching this because I like vampires. Vampires are cool. Vampire lore is sick, right? I like the 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 the, the level of different kind of vampires that you can get. What yeah. we do in the shadows, incredible vampire movie. Um, super realistic mm. vampire movie as well. So uh, yeah. yeah, that's what <laughs> I watched. The buddies. Yeah, I also watched some stuff. Uh, thanks to Netflix for uh, I guess sending uh us the the two series early with Scott Pilgrim takes off and Squid Game the challenge. Um, yeah, Scott Pilgrim takes off uh, a adaptation of the. I wouldn't say the movie, but you get all of the people who were in the movie uh, in the cast. And uh, I wouldn't say it's the adaptation of the uh, comic. I started reading that one. I, I couldn't get through it all the way before this recording, so I probably won't read it, which also doesn't really matter. Uh, this might be like a really mild spoiler, but it quickly deviates from the movies and from the comics as well and makes its entirely new thing and uh at first you just kind of gotta adjust to it when you notice oh it's it's going for something completely different um and at, at times it's like really random but the animation style is is really fun um it's not as fast paced as the edgar wright's uh movie that you might be used to i rewatched that one as well just to confirm and um that one's just really really tight uh, it, it doesn't ever go like in depth anywhere and, and the series has the possibility to maybe examine some of the characters that we didn't get to see as much of as like as in some of the axes and especially Ramona Flowers, which I would say is even a bigger character than Scott Pilgrim in the series. And I found that like really interesting at times. Um, so I can I can really recommend it. It's not going to be like one of the best shows of the year, but it's very entertaining and uh, yeah, it's it's just a whole bunch of fun. So if you got time, Lachlan, I would also recommend that to you. I think that's it's worth your time as well. And then uh, okay. I, I don't know on the height of like all of the Squid Game hype, if you ever ended up watching the series, I completely forget if we talked about this. We I watched Squid Game. Yeah, yeah. I think we 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 watched it like I'm I not, watched it like not, two months later. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch uh what I think you're about to talk the about. The challenge. Right? The, the the No, the, it's also like it's a ten episode reality TV, show. Uh, reality TV show. It's actually like pretty well made though. Um, I never watch reality TV. It's it's not my thing at all. Even like the what what's popular like Survivor or that Love Island stuff or Love Is Blind. That's that's the stuff that I see all the time, but. Got no interest here, no romance in here as well, because it's about the money. And I think it's a it's a well-made thing overall. Uh, it completely misses the point of the original creator's intention. But hey, you can do that if you're a big studio and just take the money away and you're Ted Sarandos, dickhead. Uh, but yeah, they show me the first five episodes. I think it's actually quite intriguing. Uh, like most of the stuff already happens in the first five. So I guess we just like are going down an even smaller group of people. That's how the Squid Game uh, thing works uh, with a smaller cast in, in these last couple of episodes. But there were some characters on that show and they, in typical reality TV fashion. And maybe it was just like the, the novelty of it because I never watched that type of stuff where it felt like kind of entertaining to um, yeah rip people's dreams apart and have them. They had them in like a police thing type of 
office and they would like basically talking from the heart about like why they would need the money and you're just like you're just thinking man just gift you just this is so cruel this is so incredibly cruel to have like exploit people for entertainment um for the on the, on the hopes and dreams to maybe uh get their money to for something that they really need uh and it's just a bit depressing as well uh and it's a bit more like real life and not just like fictional like in the series uh but overall pretty fun when they get eliminated so uh yeah and they they have some changes some similar games uh as in the series and then it changes up a bit at times as well um so yeah that's that for those who, who like that type of stuff who like squid game uh it's a bit of a, a filler in between the i guess the next season which i assume is going to come out uh, sooner than later and then yeah i watched a whole bunch of ready scott movies just like we talked about before um and uh i think i'll I'll put like on screen right now if i can make it otherwise like you got to go to the video side over here um the like the movies that are gonna be in our bracket um probably at, le at least the top like 14 are gonna be in there for sure if people want to catch up on it before that episode comes out uh in about one or two weeks time uh, after uh, next week's episode on, on Napoleon, the new film, which by the way, won't be in the bracket. Uh, Cause <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, man, but there's a ton of Ridley Scott movies. <laughs> He's made like 25, 26 movies, uh, feature length movies. So uh, that's that. And then, um, yeah, the constantly delayed um, blaked with controversy. Cause it had uh what the real life Hannibal Lecter, Lecter uh, in it, uh, who's who was an actor who was in a bunch of stuff, and then he wasn't anymore. I'm blanking on his name right now, um, but, but he was in there, uh, and then he got replaced by I think Will Arnett. Um, talking about Next Goal Wins and Taika Waititi's uh, adaptation of this uh, story about the American uh, Somali, uh, Somalia uh, football team who went on to like lose a record high uh game in 2001 against australia um i don't know luckily if you were born but maybe you were held up as as your team scored again and again and again and again and again 31 to 0 against american somalia and it's kind of plagued that team that went on to on a losing streak for over 30 games and this basically is the story about the next goal wins so uh, for them just just score one goal um and that, that's kind of their, their, their goal uh, to do that. And Taika Waititi does an adaptation of this story that was captured in a documentary from 2014. That one I've also watched. It's That one's pretty good. Uh, his new movie is trash. It's bad. I think it's really bad. Um, and Taika Waititi has just been on a losing streak of um, inserting himself unnecessarily into his movies, writing bland characters, and... Yeah, just just doing the story wrong, basically making fun of everyone. And I think what the story really did in the documentary is look at these people as humans and not as the headline of oh look at this team who can who will always lose, but like the struggles as to why that is maybe and there's like it doesn't go into that like that deep, but the the movie completely gets rid of it and all of them are like a bunch of bubbly idiots. Um, and it's it feels a bit disrespectful in my opinion. I don't know how much they were involved in, uh, like I don't know, getting a say into how the story is told. I assume not, not a lot, because Taika Waititi is that type of like um 
director who would say, nah, nah, fuck off, I have my own vision. Um, but yeah, it it resulted in something pretty shitty. And I can't recommend it. Luckily, I think you can safely skip on next goal wins. I'll do that. But yeah, that's that. That is, yeah, there's a couple of movies that are out in some theaters, at least in the States, or are upcoming on streaming this week. And we caught them early in the year. Uh, all of them, well, three of them in Cannes and one of them in Venice. So Lachlan, actually, you, you saw some of them as well. Uh, Fallen Leaves is out in the States. Unfortunately, not for you yet, Lachlan, and you missed that one in Cannes. But you did see parts of May-December. Uh, mentioned that last week already. We'll talk about that one more in depth when it comes out on uh, December 1st on Netflix. And then Maestro, the second feature from Bradley Cooper, is out uh, in limited release in the States as well. Uh, we'll have a bit of an overview at the end of the show when it comes to new releases and when it releases where. Uh, but then also Monster is getting a limited release. And luckily, I think you second me on that, that, that that one's really worth seeing. Yep. Yep. All right. <laughs> cool. Oh, yeah. Then I forgot because we initially were going to talk about this a bit more. Saltburn, uh, Salt new movie from Emerald Fennell. Uh, I don't know if I maybe even brought it up before and then I said we're going to talk about it more in depth, but that one just left me a bit baffled as to some of the decisions that it made. It's basically about Barry Keoghan, who's uh, Oliver Quick, who um, gets into uh, gets drawn into the rich family of Jacob Bellordi's character, uh, who's playing a Brit in this film. Um and uh, yeah, it's got some familiar faces for uh, Emerald Fennell with uh, Kerry Mulligan, for example, in a smaller role there. And then it basically is like a full on satire on uh, the ridiculousness of the rich. And it uh, fully leans into like really weird scenes that are going to pop up over the next couple of weeks on the internet once it, it does uh, hit like a digital release as well. Uh, a whole bunch of licking and... Um, weird weird sex stuff that happens in this film uh and i think it just never really gets anywhere interesting it has big moments but it doesn't really have an overarching story to tell um and i think that was one of the critiques that some people had um towards promising young woman a couple of years back uh that it did really arrived at a big moment and it was felt a bit unearned maybe a bit rushed maybe a bit over the top and basically this whole movie is like that times 10 and uh I, I didn't really like it that much but uh that's all the stuff that that i've been watching that luckman's been watching that we've been watching let's get to that main review of the day uh the hunger games the ballad of songbirds and snakes what a long title man for <laughs> for a movie um but what i guess you gotta movie. get the hunger games in there yes yes 157 minutes Got to him. be exact uh yeah makes you question if maybe what they wanted to tell would lend itself more to a mini series or if you just like shorten it down and get to the good parts or maybe two parts <laughs> yeah well francis lawrence <laughs> is not doing another two-part that's what he said but he directed the last four movies that's although three in the hunger games franchise in like up to the 74th uh yeah 74 hunger games and then it goes uh, up to the 75th and then they disbanded right they like poof blown up and this one is the 10th <laughs> in the series takes uh place 64 years before um so far i think when i initially checked this the letterbox rating was was lower or maybe i forgot to put something in there but now it's sitting at 3.8 which to that's just wow. crazy to me uh imdb is 7.2 and metacritic a 53 
It had a budget of uh, roughly $100 million. That's, by the way, uh, more than the first one and uh, lower than the second, the third, and, uh, and the fourth. So they're kind of in between, which good on you, Lionsgate. I think they're doing the right thing here. Don't overspend on this. But, I mean, uh, Jennifer Lawrence alone cost them about $15 million for the last two each for each of the movies. So that's going to inflate your budget. But uh, it's going to, uh, it's estimating to uh, make about $100 million worldwide in its opening box office. We are recording this before the weekend is over, so we can report the box office numbers for sure. But it seems to be a success, especially if a movie uh, makes about the, the budget that it, it costs to make in the first weekend. Uh, it is very likely to break even and be a success for the studio. So uh, overall, a success for uh, Lionsgate. And uh, yeah, Lachlan, with that, let's get into it. Uh, could you read us the, the logline for the film? 64 years before he becomes the tyrannical president of Pan Am, Coriolanus Snow sees a chance for a <laughs> change in fortune when he mentors Lucy Gray Bard, the female tribute from District 12. His name is, is just kind of funny, and all of the names are kind of funny in, the, in, in these stories, like Pita, and you write, and it's spelled P-E-T-A-A, -A, I think, or something like that. That's just P-E-T-A. 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 PETA, uh, yeah, they're not going to protect any animals in this because they're all CGI, so no need for PETA to step in. Um, but this <laughs> review is going to be full-on spoiler-filled, so uh, I assume if you clicked on this and you cared and you've seen the film, it seems to be doing quite well uh, at the box office, so I assume there's going to be um, some people around who are interested in, uh, well, maybe just what people think, maybe not directly what we think, but Lachlan, we are going to tell them right now. Mainly what, what do you we think. think about Let this people prequel. People tune in to hear what you think, Ewan. That is... Okay, I, I, I don't think that is the case. I think it's very much a mix between the two of us. Uh, that's, that's what makes us charming, but uh, <laughs> let's not analyze this any further. Uh, who... <laughs> so, spoiler thoughts, right? Who is the story about? Because... <laughs> Right I couldn't question. tell for the most part of it. Right question. Who is this movie about? <laughs> Who is this movie for? That is, a, I, th I think uh, I completely missed the release of the novel. Uh, this new novel, it came out, I think, right uh, around the time that uh, we got the drop from um, the sponsored drop of, uh, <laughs> of the coronavirus. Uh, that's why I, maybe I didn't hear about it as much but um i i don't know if i would have read it uh, by the way didn't get to um through the audiobook I, I tried to do that so i could kind of draw comparisons to what they changed here um i did uh, like put together a couple of lists that basically go over the changes from the novel but neither of us has has read the novel um so i don't know how true it stays to adapting it Early in, I, I watched about, uh, listened to about like two hours of the audiobook. Um, it feels like pretty faithful so far, uh, but I assume later on is, is when they made some some changes. But uh, I think what we like the most about the other Hunger Games movies is the potential of the world building and the world that was established. Was that the case for you in this one as well? Or uh, did it kind of not meet expectations here for this world? Uh, well, 
Not really. It, it expands a little bit of like the the capital as well, but it still doesn't expand anything that's yeah like, super interesting. That's the issue I have with it. There's just there wasn't anything interesting that they added other than kids go to university, and I was like, okay. Uh, the only interesting character in this film for me was Viola Davis's character and Peter Dinklage's yeah. character. They were the only mm-hmm. two ones that I was engaged with because Viola Davis just looked like she was having the fucking time of her life with this character. Like she was just yeah, yeah, just crazy, gets to be evil in a way. And just, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter I agree. Dinklage's character was the only character who was you could you 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 knew was hiding something, something yeah to himself, and you wanted to know what that yeah. was. Where you don't mm-hmm. have that with. Coriolis Snow's character. You don't. You don't have that with him, right? He mm-hmm. apparently in the books, there's an internal monologue for him, and yeah, there's more depth to his I character take... because yeah, he's presenting something, but in his head, he's saying something else, and that's not presented on screen, yeah. which kind of sucks. And Lucy mm-hmm. Gray Vard's character is just honestly batshit crazy, and 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 doesn't really give me much, and I didn't find that enjoyable. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there was no other motive for her, like other than survive or be, you know, nice to other people. Where you kind of knew that Viola Davis's character was actively gunning for something, and you wanted to know what that was because yeah. she didn't tell you what it was, but she was gunning for something. And even when she wasn't saying anything, like at the end of the Hunger Games, right? Uh, Viola Davis's character is kind of panned to uh, to see her expression. She says nothing, but she says a mm-hmm. million things at the same time, and yeah. you know what's going on in her head, and that's the enjoyable parts of that. But the main characters were just, eh. I think there's a, there's a better story to be told about the capital because obviously it kind of turns the the focus around on hey, even in the capital, there's people suffering. Basically, that yeah, the the they're being starved, and it basically introduces more of the levels that. Uh, this other society has that is still in like a caste system or like a hierarchical 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 system it's a very hard word don't make fun of me in the comments um <laughs> uh but it's like it to me like that was that was something intriguing as well there's like if you're a peacekeeper you get sent away and that's part of being kind of a lower class citizen in the capital that that's interesting and it, it does get explored it does get used as as a plot point later on in the story i don't think it holds anything interesting though um none of none of this is actually interesting in the world that we are in because um, it all feels it all felt so very much not thought out like mm-hmm. what what they were doing for the na- last 10 games uh felt like it didn't exist so this this world is glimpsed into this world it feels like that's all of this world that exists and you need to have a world that is kind of believable for us to care if people want to expand their world or like progress but we never kind of get to see what that is actually like we, we get to see Coriolanus has like all of these aspirations of what he wants to break out of um and in in the book he has like this internal monologue where he actually talks about like uh he, he wouldn't want to be he looks down on a high bottom because like even that position as like the game maker 
is something that he looks down on early on in the book um because yeah he, he would strive for like a higher position and i i don't know if that comes across it just ultimately feels like a fan fiction as soon as like lucy gray enters enters frame and it's all about like their their weird connection that to me to me it didn't work they didn't really have any chemistry with each other i agree what do you I think? I don't think there was any chemistry yeah. at all between those two. And that sucks because I was kind of hoping that there would be. It would, it would be super interesting that obviously my history with the character is pretty fresh in my mind. And he looks mm -hmm. down upon quite a number of people. And I was looking for reasons. And I was so and, fresh, and I, I kind of melted. knew I kind of knew that it was a while ago. So I didn't think it was going to affect him that much. Because what is it? Yeah. 64 years before he becomes the president. It's like. That's a that's a long time well, to hold a grudge. I don't know when he becomes president, but I assume it's like I don't know. Well, it's, it's like set sixty four years before he becomes the tyrannical president of Panam. Yes, but he he doesn't not become president. Not sixty four years before, but it's not just a bad logline. It's a it's yeah. a bad logline because like sixty four years later is the start of the first Hunger Games, and he is not his first year as president um, there. So I think. But either just way, a bad logline. It, it's it's yeah an interesting character, right? As I said, I was the mm -hmm. most interested, I was the most interested in his character because he was interesting. Yeah. He had depth to him. Yeah. He had uh, conflict. He had uh, his own motives. He had, uh, his, he had mm -hmm. the best like saying as well. He would say moves and counter moves. I enjoy it. I love that. Yeah, snow um, lands on top. That's great. Snow lands on top. That's yeah. awesome. And uh, it, he's a very fun character. And to have him then explored further to see when he was a bit more naive and younger and, and saw the world mm -hmm. differently, uh, or at least we thought maybe he saw the world differently, that would be interesting. And I guess that's maybe now we can see why he hates a particular district so much. But, I mean, I didn't, I didn't get, this, this I didn't get that just... part. I don't know if I missed that, but I didn't get that part. Like, yeah. where he jumps from... Lucy Gray, because it's basically like obviously full on spoilers here, but we we gave the warning early on already. But when they are like going into the cabin, and I think that they are on a good path there. Uh, and like earlier, I think she, she Lucy Gray sh says like even more than love, uh, honesty is like the highest value, right? So basically, yeah. impl um, implying if you lie to me, if you're not honest, uh then that's like even if i i love you i'm gonna leave you and, and that kind of kind of way that's how i read it like obviously in foreshadowing and the storytelling there and then uh he doesn't tell her the truth about like uh the amount of people that he's killed and lies there and then when they get uh what get to the cabin she immediately uh i guess i guess flees and goes away um and i i didn't get that huge jump that he makes from um, basically her leaving to going batshit crazy <laughs> and like <laughs> going like, hey, I get the point of the Hunger Games now. Uh, I actually got to, uh, yeah, um, oppress these people for 64 more years. I, I don't know how you felt about that, that like final part. We'll talk about the other parts, but I think that's like the most, I think the most people agree that like, from what I've seen in reviews, they praise the first two parts, which I wouldn't even say that. I, I didn't even like those two parts. But then the first, the third is when it really falls apart, in my opinion. Yeah, but, because well, it's such a, first? it's such a, at least the, when he goes to 12, it's interesting, right? Because 
Mm-hmm. It's a it's a departure of environment. He's used to the yeah. capital. Even though the capital is actually more of a slum to him, this is worse than that. But that first sort of half of that part, the, 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 like the, the the first part of that last part, it's really hard to define, is fine. Him yeah. betraying his mate, him exploring 12, falling in love, that's okay. But there was yeah. no path from him becoming in like falling in love with Lucy to him not trusting her. It all fell apart in three minutes. That's not yeah. that's not a downfall of a character. It should be mm-hmm. he wants to know whether she's alive or not. He finds out she's alive. There's this beautiful romance, and then in between that romance, there's just these little things that start to make it fall apart. Until you get to that part mm-hmm. where, you know, she doesn't trust him. He doesn't trust her, but they still love each other. Let's run away. And then they run away. And then that scene would have been more impactful. But it all yeah. falls apart from the moment they run away. And that then leads to a scene where you can definitely see they fall apart. And then that's it. And and then it's basically one more, two more scenes before the end of the film. And that's just not enough. It should have been that last yeah. 30 minutes of a downfall for the the romance and i would have i would have loved for him to only have killed like there's there's like kill two people right like i've only Mm. killed two people and then she goes oh who yeah and it's three Um, right he says yeah but i I couldn't figure out i would have heard yeah but instead you know he says three right and I would have loved yeah. that him, he say three and that third person, he, he bullshits it. And then that third person ends up being her. Like it would have been more impactful if he killed, like how, how crazy is it? And this is my favorite 20 minutes of Mockingjay part two. When you get to the gates of like the president's house. Capital, yeah. 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 And he yeah. bombs kids. Yeah. That's and wild, it's like, right? It's, and it's also not sure and not confirmed if he does it or if the if the district does it yeah that's like never it's even in the books i think it's never confirmed it's just based yeah. on that other characters the love interest the hemsworth brother uh gail um that's his tac- tactic that he like describes early in the book obviously it's just like the deploy the um it, it's ambiguous there's there's depth to it like what what are the lengths that uh someone would go to to make snow seem like the even more obvious villain to attack his own like capital children or yeah. is that the is that the districts Th- like th- that to me is like the, probably one of the best moments of, of that of that movie of but the that whole scene story. is because it really impactful. shows yeah yeah uh, this movie doesn't have any of that doesn't have that but what I mean, if it did what if it had him at the end just strangling her yeah uh well he, he doesn't Kill. I also I also was so confused by the ending because um, he shoots someone. I assume it's her, and then we. I don't think we get a checkup on her again, but I I assume she's dead again. I've seen this like two weeks ago. I don't actually. I don't think she's dead. Too well. I think that she's still around. You don't think she's and that yeah. at least with the last comments of of the conversation with uh, Peter Dinklage's character, the dean, and um, yeah, Snow. It, it's like that's what drives him mad that's what drives snow's mad that she's still out there he he will never be out he's mm. she's the last link in him 
losing his whole life because she knows everything. And that's what drives him mad. And that's interesting. But yeah. again, it's not really explored. And uh, the film just kind of says it to you instead of showing it to you. And that kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in the other movies, I think in the second or the third one, I think it's even in the uh, second one, where they stop bringing up that he always has to like drink some sub- substance because what he does is poison um, people. And then also sometimes drink his own poison, right, to make it seem like safe because people don't trust him. And then he quickly drinks an antidote and they die. Mm. Um, he obviously does that. I think the best scene in the movie uh, could could have been uh, also kind of is that scene uh, between uh, High Bottom Peter Dinklage and him at the end, solely because Peter Dinklage is in that scene and he gives it a lot of depth. That like all of the regret that he has and the hatred that he has towards uh, Snow is because he didn't want these games to actually take place and now he's kind of stuck doing them. Um, and I think that's a really interesting character moment, but it's played just for a twist. And I would have loved to have seen more of that. Like that character is is so intriguing and he's obviously played as more of like an antagonist to the antagonist you know, of, of the overall story. Um, mm. Like, a bunch of potential that the story had. And I think, we, well, we haven't even talked about, like, the the first and second part of the movie. What, what did you think about, like, first, like, all of the reaping things and the academy and then um, the Hunger Games, the 10th annual Hunger Games? What well, do you make they're of, not of as they're not the, showy. Yeah. That's the thing. I think the, the, yeah. the Hunger Game aspect wasn't as showy as it would it was and this was exploring them trying to figure out how to get more people to watch the hunger games and that was it you had to make it more showy and that was exciting right so i found the i found the the pairing and the sort of how they how they evolved it into this showy presentation interesting but once again the 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 it wasn't that interesting to watch and yeah. I guess that's kind of boring. They didn't really introduce that many cool ideas because the best Hunger Games has already been on display and that's uh, Catching Fire. That's like the best Hunger Games with all of the elements and yeah. how they get out, etc., etc. But what I will say, because I don't think we've said it yet, uh, unfortunately we haven't even spoke about the best character. <laughs> that's Jason Sportsman's, Sportsman's Lucky Flickerman. Lucky Flickerman. <laughs> That is um, a... He, he got on my nerves. Heck of a character. He got on my nerves. I love him. He's a heck of a character. I assumed that you were going to love him. I think he he um is great, but he seems to be in a different type of movie. He's obviously not part of this fanfic. Um, but I, I love how he sometimes like call calls it out a bit when our characters seem to be like just gazing at something and he's so over the top uh, to self insert himself uh, to insert himself like in the middle of of everything that's happening that kind of self obsession and uh, like all of that is, is is kind of fun to see uh but i yeah uh, he, he he's another odd choice in there uh, obviously in the book it's not as much that's jason Schwartzman um basically doing a whole bunch and yeah you liked it uh yeah of course the man with no yeah. introduction the weatherman and amateur magician throws the coin up in the air 
at the start and then catches it at the end. It was brilliant. I loved it. it it's the same with um in in the main Hunger Games. Oh god, mm-hmm. why are there no one's names coming to me? They all kind of look the same. That's why. Also, uh, one of his also all uh, of the characters are in makeup, and I don't realize who they are because they're just so deep into makeup. Stanley Tucci is is Flickerman. Stanley Tucci, his That's his like character is also so great. <laughs> yeah, I think there's like another uh another one of the characters that are in the academy that had one of the last names. I think that pops up later on in the in in there as well. I don't know if it was a crane or. I I I I forgot I forgot but um there's a whole bunch of like n- new uh, nuances now I would say maybe references like that to the to the latest story and you can see that the family has kind of stayed in in that like uh lane of relevance um from them going to the academy there but uh yeah this world just doesn't really hold anything at the start there and I think putting um you're basically doing double the hunger games with double the young characters but not not really by pairing them up with someone else who's who's supposed to be that their coach and i didn't find anyone in the academy interesting enough to have them be there and it also felt like an incredibly dumb idea for them to do because it's like you're pairing up a bunch of young people together uh and it, it that to me is like the most fan fiction thing of it all like oh he he has to save her uh in a way and that story the story is ultimately not about that and i think it it the way it's constructed it has to be but i think it, it it's more more way more interesting to have him be uh a bit more cunning earlier on to have those attributes early on and i think he he doesn't really have have that layered personality as much and maybe it is because we don't hear his thoughts and we basically get only get his conditions which obviously are after his dad passed away uh or i don't know if he was hanged or what happened there also i, c- I couldn't care less <laughs> but uh like he he was also now a poor one in the capital um but yeah uh there's also hunter schaefer uh, a lot of people love her from uh euphoria she's tigress and it's one of the characters that pops up uh later on in the last uh in the hunger game series uh where they hide in the capital um bit of a um, an odd inclusion there because i i wasn't aware that they were this close um because like that's not never something that's brought up in the um i don't know if it's in the novel but in the movie at least and then yeah we we have the i guess not the main character but rachel segler as uh, lucy gray bird and or baird and uh she does she does an accent and um every time she speaks i'm like oh girl you're doing an accent <laughs> not that i would be any better or any good at it but it just uh i i i i don't think she has had uh a convincing performance yet i think she she's she's pretty good in in west side story uh but she has she has like that musical background and i forgot how much in the first one they want to get jennifer lawrence to sing but oh my god in this one they just like force it down your throat so much and from the first moment on where she sings as she gets uh at the reaping from from there on out i think her character just doesn't work for me uh at all because it seems to be all over the place uh but i don't know what, what do you thought of some of the supporting players and her uh well just on hunter like <laughs> mm-hmm. i feel bad because tigress is a 
interesting character. At least I'd like yeah. to see doesn't get much their transformation into a tiger mm-hmm. like they are in the other movies. That would have been <laughs> cool, but no. Uh, the only point, and this is nothing to Hunter's performance because I Maybe think she a does a great off. job, but Tigress's yeah. character only exists so that there's someone in the capital that's from the capital that goes, oh, but the Hunger Games are bad. Because there's that guy from the districts who's in the capital because of money who hates the Hunger Games. Everyone else doesn't yeah. hate the Hunger Games. But Tigress is the only one that's... Yeah. Tigress is the only one from the capital that goes, ah, oh, yep, I, yeah, Hunger Games suck. So that's the only reason mm-hmm. Tigress is in here because their character is just there to exist as a moral compass of, I'm from this place, but I'm good. And Snow's character yeah. is, I'm from this place and I'm bad. So... They're basically just mm-hmm. opposites, and I thought they were lovers, but they're cousins, so that was awkward. Like, um, I didn't even know if they're if they're actually cousins. I think they are, but then I was like, did they just like meet in the aftermath of whatever happened ten years before, right when the districts yeah. when the uprising happened? I I, I don't know. I, yes. I I was listening to the audiobook on on free time speed, and I didn't. Uh, yeah get all of the details there when they were introducing everyone yeah uh i mean that that whole side character who the 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 name of the character i'm blanking on right now um but pliff is is his last name um basically he he is is the one uh comes from money gets kind of bought into the capital through his dad and then ultimately is betrayed by coriolanus as he sets up this um well, he he wants to set up uh, like a revolt or whatever, some sort of rebellion or flee with these people, and then uh, Karelina steps in and and kills a bunch of people, uh, and then uh, tittle tattles on him with with the birds. Um, and I I don't I don't know I don't know uh, that, that's like another moment that should be big for Karelina, but it just kind of felt it, it felt a bit lackluster uh in the novel i also read they don't play out the recording as he's hanged um so it's you're, like not, just quickly he doesn't your know, cats but... are doing exactly what i want uh snow and lucy stuff. to do at the end and they fight and it's like physical because that would have been uh okay now it's over because you made them put them on the I, screen. Po- yeah it's as, as soon as i pay attention to them they're like pretty chill they like lay down and want to cuddle but if I'm doing this podcast, usually I have to lock them out because, like, they have ran into the camera, straight into the camera before. Um, they, they go crazy. Um, See, but, now they're yeah, back yeah, again. I, I wish they had a... That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, lovely. Um, but I think that's pretty much all I have to say about uh, Ballad of Snakeys. Um, yeah. Uh, to me, and the Hunger Games rank- uh, ranking... This is at the very bottom. Uh, I think this is the worst one of the bunch. Um, and yeah, please don't do more unless you have something actually interesting to tell. This this wasn't it. What do you think, Lachlan? Where does it rank for you? I'm actually going to put it just above part one uh, because I think mm. part one was just dog boring. Uh, yeah, that's fair. And this film mm. at least had something going for it. At least, yeah. uh, in my eyes, uh, I, as I said, I, I enjoyed Viola Davis's and Peter Dinklage's performance and Jason Schwartzman's 
um as well they they all just kept every time i yep. see them on screen i was just like this is you guys are great you are fun characters mm. um but everything else was just a little bit boring uh my god yeah yeah i yeah. We, the funny thing is we i think we haven't talked a single minute about the actual games <laughs> uh, yeah well they're not important <laughs> the actual hunger games they, they, they really aren't um aren't that much and even even there they bring in like the I don't know what it is with instead of just having them fight each other, which would be way more impactful. They still are having like things that come in to kill them all at the mm -hmm. end. And I don't really like that always feels underwhelming because like there's long periods of time where they're waiting for something to happen for uh, this time around because it's a bigger arena. It's also the first time that there is more, uh, I, I guess, um, uh, it's more time that passes, not just done in one one night. Um, and then once things would happen they just like kill everyone in one strike and it just like always feels like as far as them are being concerned about the ratings i think they always do like the worst thing possible for the ratings mm. at the end um but but yeah that's that's that uh that's that it, yeah that also ends a bit differently uh in the movies and the series it doesn't take us long for her to be declared the winner and i think the snakes don't kill all of the I, I haven't gotten to that part but apparently um the the guy from district 11 uh is the one who is the last standing and i think he he dies earlier but, but uh, who who, <laughs> who cares <laughs> uh okay. i'm at a uh two out of five for this one what about you look wowzers uh am i Two and a half. Yeah, fair. I'm thinking about two and a half. I think I'll give it a two and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's where the the Mocking Jay movies sit for me at a, at a two and a half, and then the others are like at a three. And I think you're a bit lower for for those uh, as well. So I think I I like the series a bit more overall. Uh, I th I think they just like some stuff just didn't work in this one for for me at all. Um and uh, yeah, that's that. But if you were to pair this up, make it a ceremonial 10th edition of the Hunger Games, and you go like, hey, after you've seen all of these teenagers kill each other, well, what, what, what do you want to watch next? Uh, well, yeah, I talked about first? social commentary, and how about we do another oh, dystopian yes. movie where people kill each other, and it's about hierarchical classes and uh, other stuff. I'm talking about Snowpiercer. What a great... Oh thing to partner that's, that bad boy up with yeah because there's also a character in this movie that's called snow Coriolanus snow and it's Boom, snow let me go. actually look at it link look yeah. at me look at me link these movies up together that's a great All that's a great together. double feature pick when something can link it up is. like that you know Coriolanus, the anus uh, they start at the end anus. of the train and they make their way to the top and then they crawl through his butt all the way to the top and then snow lands on top Snowlands on top. That's that. Uh, <laughs> uh, because we are uh, getting ready for the next Ridley Scott movie, Napoleon, uh, next week. Um, and we are still preparing for our uh, Ridley Scott uh, movie bracket. Um, I'm just going to go with the obvious one here. 
also kind of ties it in because it has the simplest arena in this one, at least at the start for the first 10 games. Um, it's, it's Gladiator because it's the closest to those type of uh, Gladiator games. Um, so that's uh, on the watch list for you this week if you want to rewatch it. I'll, I'll definitely will. It's like one of the Ridley Scott films that I haven't seen um, for a while. I think like in four or five years at least. So... I'm gonna give that a rewatch, and then there's a whole bunch of stuff that's releasing. Uh, this is gonna be a bit of an overview of uh, yeah, what you should be uh, looking out for, what's worth catching, and maybe also some stuff that's not worth catching, but it's also releasing and kind of relevant. But on November 21st, we are getting uh, Adam Sandler as a uh, I was about to say a Charmander, but it's a chameleon. I think, or like some kind of, I don't know, some kind of creature, lizard creature in Leo. Uh, on November 22nd, we are getting Squid Game The Challenge. I don't know if they drop all 10 episodes at the same time, but it is the Netflix way. And uh, I assume that's going to be the case. But then on that Friday, uh, internationally, all over the world, we are getting Napoleon. Um, there's no, if you want to wait for it to release on Apple... I don't think they have set a release date for that yet. Uh, I think it's kind of the Apple strategy. It's been the same with Killers of the Flower Moon, where they, they are having quite an, uh, an extensive run in theaters. And I kind of like that because it, it, it doesn't give people the date yet uh, to go see it. So it kind of feels more like you're missing out and you don't can't say like, oh, in three weeks, I can watch this on Apple TV. It's like, it's well, it might be four weeks, actually. So why don't you go to the theater and go see this? I think this is going to be uh, worthwhile to see on the big screen. And then uh, Wish is releasing in the States only for us. Uh, well, for, for me in Switzerland, it's uh, the week after on November 30th. Uh, and for you, Lachlan, um, it's all the way after Christmas, man. Second day of Christmas, December 26th is when you are getting Wish. And then also Saltburn in the States is going into wide release. Uh, Lachlan, it's out for you, but like I said, kind of lukewarm on my recommendation. So you might even skip up, uh, skip, skip up on it. That's not a saying. What am I saying? That's not a saying. You just <laughs> you invented a new one, it. man. Congratulations. No, 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 no. Well, well, one, you get one new saying per episode, <laughs> but you might just skip it. I don't think it's going to make it onto your... Uh, top 10 list by the end of the year and we kind of have to start considering that man like what's worth your time uh, as we get closer to the end of the year what do we have time for to revisit what's worth checking out um, and we'll do that in a couple of weeks but uh, in limited release in the states we are getting Maestro uh, that's out on December, uh, December 20th for Netflix here Netflix is already giving you the date uh, but out in theaters in Australia and in Switzerland uh, it will be <laughs> that's a Yoda sentence on December 7th. But then Monster, uh, also out in Limited for us uh, in Switzerland. It's uh, out next year, January 25th. No release date yet for Australia. So you might have to wait until it goes onto digital VOD. And then Society of the Snow, um, another Netflix movie that's out on that service on January 4th is going into a limited release in the States. Then... We in Switzerland are getting the latest Hayao Miyazaki movie a bit earlier than the rest of the world. It's coming out this Thursday, uh, but in the US, in wide release, it will be uh, on December 7th or 8th. Uh, well, in Australia, December 7th. So you don't have to wait for too long until we get to that. And then, hey, I also thought I gotta, I gotta throw you 
Uh, throw you a ball, throw you some meat. What is? I'm fuck. I have to read up before we do these episodes on bone? a bunch of expressions that I want to use. Throw you a bone. Bone. Yes, a bone. A dead bone for a dog would be better. A dog person, but cat person. That Sundance release uh, is releasing in Australian theaters as well as uh, as well as the movie that is set in the Australian outback. The Royal Hotel is out in theaters, but I think that one's already out on VOD, but I, I guess you can go see it on the big screen in uh, uh, Down Under. But uh, that brings us to the end of the show this week. Uh, and next week, uh, like I said, we're going to talk about uh, Napoleon. Um, <laughs> dude, this is just a bunch of stuff that we got to talk about. I think there's been some interviews where historians have called out like the inaccuracies of... Um, of some of the stuff that's in Napoleon and Ridley Scott has basically told them uh, to fuck off a bunch of times. I think it's just it's just really funny. Uh, so I'm looking forward to our discussion there. And uh, yeah, don't forget to uh, subscribe to the channel if you want to see more. Um, again, uh, get ready for the Ridley uh, Scott bracket. If you want to tell us how wrong we are about some of our decisions, then you better study up and watch those films. Otherwise, you, you can't participate in the discussion, of course. And uh, yeah, leave us a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.